wrong with this one day here and the next day gone. Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand, sometimes you turn your back to the wind. There's a world outside every darkened door where blues won't haunt you anymore. Where the brave are free and lovers soar. Come back with me to the distant shore. We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate. There's not much time left today. Into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist with the Detroit News. Great to have you on the program. For the next two hours, the best two hours in car radio in Michigan. And uh, we have a great lineup for you today. Happy Juneteenth, by the way, celebrating that federal holiday for the first time. Uh, Emancipation Day, as I prefer to call it. But uh, a happy holiday to everybody out there. Uh, we had a great weekend last weekend on Belle Isle, the Detroit Grand Prix, always a very memorable uh, weekend. We were broadcasting live uh, from Belle Isle, and uh, boy, what a special weekend that is, particularly having missed it for a year back in uh, 2020. So great to have the Grand Prix back on Belle Isle uh, with all the drivers, all the media, all the uh, fans, or a third of the fans, but it was a spectacular weekend. And uh, we have a great show for you today. We've got uh, Jason Turnbull of uh, Ford, uh, who's the marketing director for the new Lightning truck. This is a really cool electric truck that's coming in the F-Series lineup. We'll be talking to WDIV reporter Kim DiGiulio, who was on the island last weekend with me, uh, running around in an Indy car, which was a pretty special experience. And uh, we'll also be hearing from Stephen Cole-Smith, uh, later this hour about uh, when IndyCar is up to at Road America this weekend, as well as the all-new Jeep Cherokee L. So lots to get to. As always, you can reach us here at 313-778-7600. If you want to join the conversation, you can find our program live on Facebook and also at iHeartRadio. Uh, we have Jason Turnbull with us. Jason, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you on the program. Uh, we've been uh, eager to get you on the program last few weeks. Uh, a lot going on um, in, in the world since uh, you guys introduced the new Ford F-150 Lightning, so really, really glad I could uh, uh, speak to you this weekend. We were, we were originally scheduled to talk with your colleague Linda. It was Linda. Linda Yang was her name. Oh, Linda Zhang. Yep. Linda Zhang. Linda Zhang. Yeah, yeah, who I uh, uh, spent a lot of time with in the in the truck when you guys introduced it up at the Proving Grounds. But uh, Linda's off uh, this weekend, and uh, uh, we're we're pleased to have you on as the uh, marketing director. Now, is the, are you marketing director for the Lightning or for the whole F Series line? I'm marketing for specifically the F and Fifty Lightning. Yeah, so, so I uh, live and breathe the Lightning every day. <laughs> so, uh, so I got to ask you right off the top. I mean, it, it, it's such a brilliant truck, and um, and you know, when you electrify anything, um, there's always the potential for a frunk. Why, why, why didn't you guys electrify the the F-150 years ago? I mean, there there are so many people, you, you know them, I know them, who uh, who love pickup trucks, but 
when when it rains like it's raining right now, they have nowhere to to, to put anything except in the back seat. Now you guys got this ginormous trunk up front where you can store your luggage, your golf clubs. Uh, it, it just seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, so uh, it's a simple answer why now is the right time. Is Even five years ago, you know, the battery costs were kind of too high at the time to kind of to create a product that's affordable for our customers, as well as, you know, we were monitoring year after year the infrastructure, and basically, obviously, you have to charge the vehicle. So we knew that there's a giant customer pool that wanted to go electric, and now is kind of the perfect time that we can provide a great product um, at an affordable um, price point. That's a, that's a good answer. The uh, yeah, battery costs, obviously, are, are a big issue. Uh, for for every uh, segment, although in, in in this segment, and you guys, this the the, the starting price of this Lightning uh, electric electric truck is about ten thousand dollars over the uh, starting price of your base uh, gas truck. There's already a, a premium baked in there, but you guys have seen that much of a drop in in prices in just the last uh, few years. Yeah, correct. And then also, if you compare a gas versus our Definitely lightning. You have to factor in potentially a lot of customers do qualify for that 7,500 um, uh, federal tax credit too. So it's really kind of a perfect mix of you know it is an affordable product. And yes, there's a little premium, but you get so much with it. It's the fastest F-150 as as um, that we've ever produced, as well as you, as you mentioned, it's that mega power front. So we don't have an engine anymore. So we have this massive lockable um lockable uh lockable um compartment that our customers can utilize yeah well there's so much to get to on this truck but i when i uh, and i got lots of truck friends uh as we all do here in this area this is a huge uh truck state both in southeast michigan and as you go north uh the the first thing out of my mouth is always the frunk i mean it's it's such a uh a unique feature uh, um, you know, Rivian is a competitor. When they introduced their uh, truck, they made it made a big deal about a, a frunk. I own a Tesla. You know, anytime you uh, uh, show off your Tesla to someone, the first thing you do is, is show them uh, that you got a second uh, trunk up front. It, it, are, are, are you getting a lot of reaction to that, and 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 particularly from? Uh, urban people who who just you know want want to as I say just want a trunk to throw something in in their in their truck. Yeah, so we were blown away. So it was years ago when we started to research kind of you know how to make you know a great lightning for our customers. And as soon as we kind of popped the hood and said, "Hey, there's not there's not an engine anymore," our customer said, "I can put my golf clubs. I can put my luggage. You know, it better be drainable." So right now we have a drainable plug so you can have a giant cooler. So a key thing is at first, you know, everyone's kind of, yes, it's fast. Yes, you know, you can charge it, everything. But but two great features is one is the mega power front. It's 400 liters of space and basically 400 pounds of payload. And that was important to us because, yes, we can make a large space, but also it, it has to hold heavy weight, too. So we really worked hard to give our customers basically a giant platform so it doesn't matter if it if they're on a work site um putting in heavy tools or going camping or going to tailgating and they can throw their crock pot they can throw any kind of um luggage um that uh basically uh, that they want so we're really proud and and then when we when we when we revealed the product about a month ago yes 
we knew that this mega power front would, would, would be a winner, but we were blown away again by just the visceral reaction of everyone's mindset. Yes, I can do this. I can do that now. And, you know, I get, I get my cabin back, you know, cause all that loose stuff that, you know, it, you know, if it rains, you, you, you want to enclose is now you can move all that stuff from your second row of your truck to now also the frunk. Yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, it's just brilliant. And these, and these trucks are big things. So, uh, for, for folks who haven't, uh, checked one of these out, and I guess, uh, I, I, I should, uh, I should give you the opportunity to say when these things are available. Are they in dealers right now? So right now, they will hit dealer lots early next year. So you can okay. reserve your, your 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 place in line right now, and then you can potentially order your vehicle um, this fall. But th- but they will arrive early next year. Yeah, early next year. Yeah, we, yep. uh, us media, a lot of times we get a jump on things. We got a great look at it out at the yep. uh, uh, proving grounds. In, in Ford and and the truck you know felt so complete. I mean we were running around in in uh, not in camouflage trucks. I mean we were running around in in uh, full trucks. But obviously you, you guys still have some work to do before you uh, bring it to market. So a lot of people will be salivating over this truck. Go online, check it out, check out this this huge uh, front. And the, and the the other thing that's cool about it is is. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of detail beyond just being able to shove three bags or two golf clubs in there. I mean, there's a there's a sub front too, right? Yeah. So we have we have tie down we have tie down points. We have cargo hooks. We have um, outlets, so you can plug in anything up to basically nine kilowatts of power. But also, as you mentioned, we have kind of a hit hidden compartment that <laughs> that has a drain, so you can lift the cover, you can turn it into a cooler. Or let's say all your loose items, maybe, you know, some of your tie-down hooks or bungees that, that go under. So we basically are giving you a flat, a flat surface um, that's usable. And then all that little stuff that usually rolls around, we have a sub kind of compartment underneath. So we really wanted to maximize basically everything that, that, um, that you can use. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool feature. The, then as you, as you sort of build this truck... Uh, you get into other uh, cool features as well. I think um, I, I know I know something that a lot of folks in this state, because we have we have power outages uh, all the time, are going to be excited about. It. There's a, there's a potential here to use it as a generator uh, for your house. I mean, not 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 just a just just a little puny generator. I mean, this, this thing uh, can compete against. Uh, natural gas generators that, that cost about $10,000 on the private market. Yeah, this is one of the coolest features. So we can actually use our truck to basically be a backup generator, as, as you mentioned. And and really, it's it's going to be very simple. So it's not like you're going to have to plug some wires in, you know, from, from your truck to your house. It's if you have our 80-amp brand-new wall box, um, properly installed, and then it has an inverter switch to you can turn off um, power um, from the grid. If power goes out, it automatically detects that the you know power, and then it basically if let's say your truck was was basically 
charging, it basically automatically realizes that you don't power and it, 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 it reverses. So you can use your battery in your truck to power your home. And it depends on the size of the home. It could go from days to weeks, depending on your power, your power usage. So it's a great feature. As you mentioned, the power goes out. There's basically a, you know, a, uh, a tropical storm. There's basically, you know, a, a basically a, a uh, cold weather freeze. You know, your truck will be there to basically back up your home. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of battery in this truck. Uh, the te- Teslas uh, made made a lot of uh, headlines uh, over the years about their power walls. That uh, they they have sort of have a, a parallel business where you can power your home with power walls. Uh, but but in this case, you got. But what they have not done is. Uh, is, is hooked up their vehicles directly to the home, which is what you're doing. So in order to do that, uh, you're using the, 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 the battery in the truck, obviously, to power the home, and then you have to buy uh, this extra um, wall piece, the inverter, and you, you would have to mm-hmm. put that where? In your garage? Where would that go in your house? Yeah, so your the extra inverter, basically, it basically will, will basically um, – um, submit power from your wall box that's basically DC and then it converts it to AC power. And then that inverter switch will will basically then connect to your circuit breaker. So it's just more of an inverter switch to making sure that it doesn't, um, that is properly installed and up and, and up to code and basically separated. So all, so all you need is an extra inverter to be able to, to turn that on and off. Yeah, so it's a uh, yeah, so some uh, some installation required, as uh, they say yep. in the instructions. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a pretty slick uh, setup. Whether it's your your main house or whether it's your your cabin up north, I have a friend of mine who bought a uh, recently bought a cabin up north and went through the whole uh, rigmarole of, of of putting in place a uh, a natural gas generator and uh folks who've got a truck they 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 would forego that expense that would already be built into the truck yeah totally and yeah it's it's a mobile generator so you can you you use it for your first home or as you just mentioned if you have a second home up north so jason uh you mentioned the the absurd uh, uh power this thing has over 700 pound feet of torque over 500 horsepower uh, accelerates quicker zero to sixty than a uh, than a than a F one fifty Raptor. But at the end of the day, uh, a big piece of F series business is commercial. You guys sell a lot of trucks to um, to service companies. I, I, I got to expect that you guys have a big business plan here, where you're targeting um, uh, service companies with a low cost. Uh, uh, F-150 Lightning. Talk, talk about that end of the business a little bit. Yeah, so make no mistake, the heart of our truck is a work truck. And, you know, we really felt like um, it's important for us to provide a lower cost of maintenance. Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the 121st U.S. Open Golf Championship. Sponsored by Prevagen. Russell Henley might be just as surprised as you are. He's in the lead midway through a major for the first time in his career. The Macon, Georgia native, five under par along with Richard Bland. I feel good about my game. I've never been in this position before um, in a major. and I feel like I've just kind of learned who I am as a player and what works for me. It's kind of what I've learned over the last year. and Anywhere from how I practice to how I think and you know what works for me in the gym. Just just being comfortable with who I am as a player and not trying to be 
somebody else. Yeah, Henley, by no means a bomber, but he has been terrific with his irons this week. He and Blanty off at 135 Pacific. Louis Oosthuizen and Matthew Wolf, both former U.S. Open runner-ups, are one back at four under. On the course, Jordan Spieth, one under through five. He's plus three. I'm Ted Emrick, Westwood One Sports. All right. So sorry about that, uh, Jason. Our, our U.S. Open report uh, uh, stepped on us there a little bit, but uh, you, were, you were talking about the commercial applications of the truck. Yeah. So now we have over half. Um, we have over fifty percent of market share of all commercial business in the United States. So we felt like it was extremely important to making sure that one, we are still the leaders, as well as we see Bev as basically the future. So the key thing, yes, it's fast. Yes, yes, it provides this basic cool features. But as you mentioned, it now provides a lower total cost of ownership. So you have less moving parts, so from less maintenance, as well as basically the cost from gasoline to electricity. Electricity is lower. And we know some, um, um, some, um, some companies have told us, hey, I have 20 trucks that I'm going to work to Bev. I'm going to save $50,000 a year just in gasoline, um, basically savings alone. So we really wanted to make sure our offering provided that right product for, um, for those lower end work trucks. And, and we're, and we are giving kind of different options. So we have a kind of a lower cost $40,000 model that it, they will see savings as soon as they purchase the vehicle. And I, and I would guess as they look at that, uh, business model. I mean, the uh, uh, electrics uh, inherently have less range uh, than than gas or diesel uh, trucks, uh, which would affect uh, towing foremost. But if you're if you're a uh, if you're a service company, presumably there your 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 uh, service area is pretty small. So if you're doing a lot of towing, that's not going to really affect them. Yeah. So what what we found is kind of who who we're targeting is those kind of it's it's majority kind of heavy payload so let's say a uh, a let's say a electricity company or basically a a lawn service company you know yes they do towing but not that much and up to 300 mile range is is, is what we can provide and what we found is over 98 percent of our customers currently that will fit their needs so so we really have the sweet spot of we're providing um, adequate range um, for them at um, at a lower price point than uh, what's in the market today. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really cool to see this product. Uh, Jason Turnbull, marketing director for the F one fifty Lightning. Thanks for joining us today, and look forward to hearing more about this uh, truck as it comes to market in the months ahead. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to take a break here and hear from our sponsors and on the other side of the break we'll shift gears from electric trucks to indy cars we'll be talking with kim DiGiulio of wdiv you're on car radio 910 a.m the superstation
Maui People's Platform works for real community benefit agreements, advocates, and organizes for truly affordable housing and public transit that responds to the needs of Detroiters in the nation's largest majority black city. Make your plan today to vote absentee or at the polls in the primary election on Tuesday, August 3rd. Because in 2021, majority black Detroit deserves better. Visit DetroitPeople'sPlatform.org or follow us at Detroit Peoples on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to maintain, protect, and defend majority black Detroit. Attention Detroit-based businesses. Are you looking for new opportunities to promote your goods and services? Corporate buyers, are you looking to work with quality, diverse local suppliers? If you're excited to connect with Detroit's Buy Detroit Procurement Program, register today for the Meet the Buyer event, an exclusive event sponsored by First Independent Bank and DTE in partnership with the Michigan Minority Supplier Diversity Council and Pure Michigan Business Connect. Please visit DEGC.org to register and learn more. We've got the perfect cure for your COVID blues, a new live and free three-week concert series, Novi Nights Live at the Adele Center. Three Fridays in July, the 9th, 16th, and 23rd. Join me, Alexander Zonjic, and friends, featuring smooth trumpeter Lynn Roundtree, virtuoso violinist Evan Gar, and from Ohio, the Urban Jazz Coalition. Bring your lawn chairs, outdoors, rain or shine, Novi Nights Live. Call Phillips, 419-280-1073, 280-1073 for all the details. Come on out and party. Hello, I'm Pastor Robert Tilton. Detroit Southfield, I'm coming to see you. If you're bound by drugs, alcohol, sick, afflicted, troubled, maybe you need a financial breakthrough. I want to pray for you in the power of Jesus' name. I will be at the Southfield Weston Hotel, June the 24th, 7.30 p.m., Thursday night. That's the Southfield Weston Hotel, June the 24th, 7.30 p.m., Thursday night. Turn your faith into action and expect a miracle and be there. 910, the Super Station, the oldest radio station in town since 1922. Welcome back to 910 AM, the Superstation here on Car Radio. And uh, we have with us Ken DiGiulio, who is with WDIV Channel 4. And Channel 4 and 910 AM Radio are two of the media sponsors uh, over at the Belle Isle Grand Prix every year. And uh, I've spent a lot of time with Jamie uh, Edmonds, I believe, uh, the sports reporter, for uh, Channel 4 over there, but I uh, was excited this year to meet uh, Kim DiGiulio, who uh, came over on Sunday morning to do a test ride in an IndyCar. That's right, a test ride in an IndyCar. There's a two-seater IndyCar that the IndyCar experience brings to all of these IndyCar uh, weekends. I, I've done a number of them. I race cars myself. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty used to racetracks. And Kim experienced this for the first time, and it was it was so much fun uh, to see her reaction and the smile on her face after taking a lap around the uh, Detroit Grand Prix track in the IndyCar. Kim, how are you? Hey, Henry, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Great to have you on the program. So, 
Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, um, I'm a veteran of this stuff. It was, it was such a uh, thrill to see your reaction. Uh, describe to folks what it's like to jump into a 700-horsepower IndyCar and go around a racetrack. Well, first of all, Henry, it was so fun meeting you because you definitely seemed like you knew what you were doing. You were cool, calm, and collected, where I was just imagine the exact opposite of that, um, just kind of freaking out. I don't know why. I'm just kind of like the person when, I, when these things, like uh, experiences that I get to do, being a reporter, when they happen, or when people ask me if I want to do them, I just kind of say yes to everything because I'm like, sure, why not? Like, it's big good TV. Let's do it. And then I was, like, getting uh, the gear on because, you know, we have to wear, like, um, what is it, like, fireproof? Um, yeah, you got the yeah, fire suit, the helmet, the head sock, the whole bit. Yes, and so I'm getting dressed, and there's this girl who's also getting dressed next to me, and she's like, are you nervous? And I was like, no, why would I be nervous? And she's like, well, I wasn't nervous either, but uh, somebody told me that it's kind of the same feeling as skydiving, and I'm afraid of skydiving. And I was like, oh, serious? Like, this is going to be, like, skydiving? And she's like, yeah. So now I'm kind of afraid. I was like, wait, I'm kind of afraid now because I've never done skydiving. And so I got started to get, like, really nervous probably, like, five minutes beforehand. Um, but obviously there's no backing out at that point. Um, and so I'm just kind of, like, getting into the car. Um, and then they, I had the helmet on. And if you watch, um, I did, like, a little story on it that aired on Channel 4. But yeah. I, the, the, like, shield on my helmet was up, and I didn't want them to forget to put it down. So I was like, oh, what about my face? Like, do we put the shield down? And they were, like, laughing at me. They're like, no, that's the last thing. It'll get all fogged up because you're breathing so hard. Um, but anyway, then it just, you know, I didn't really have much more time to think about it. Went, and it was truly, I'm not kidding when I say this, the best, most thrilling thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> well, and, and and you jumped out of the car, and I remember one of the first things that you said was, that is nine times more fun than Cedar Point. <laughs> Cedar Point being the premier roller coaster venue on, on in, in the United States. Again, exactly. Like, I'm a, I love Cedar Point. I love the top field, field dragster, if you are familiar with it. I love... Millennium Force, like I will, I could be there all day. Um, but this was just so much more thrilling and going around those corners. Um, the whole, I think I screamed the entire time. I don't, you're, Henry, you're probably like a pro. Do you even scream at all? No, no, not a, not a screamer. Although, <laughs> but I'll tell you what's different for me, uh, Kim. I, the, um, I, I, I race, um, I race Alola and SCCA. Racing, I'm I'm used to the G forces. I'm used to the uh, the the uh, the speeds and all that. But what's what's weird for me is uh, is being a passenger. And I and I find it, you know, when you're when you got the steering wheel in your hand, you you know what you're doing, right? Whereas when you're a passenger, you're always reacting to what the driver is doing. So I'm always I'm always surprised at how violent an experience it is. Because you really get thrown around because you're not necessarily, you don't necessarily know what's coming. Yeah, like your head is jerking around, but it doesn't hurt because the helmet, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you um, get a, uh, yeah, I particularly in the Indian. I, I would be more afraid if I were driving the car, though. Like that would be something that wouldn't be 
wouldn't be safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the next. That's the next uh, step. Now, now we got to get you behind the wheel. Uh, actually, have you have you ever driven a go kart? Uh, uh, no, actually, I have not. So our yeah. So so next year, I'm going to get you in a go kart. We didn't do it this year. Uh, just because of the uh, the time constraints because of COVID. But every year before the Grand Prix, we go up to Cart to Cart, uh, which is the best go-kart racing venue in the metro area. It's up in Sterling Heights. And the media and, and, uh, and a couple drivers, a couple of the IndyCar drivers, we all do a night at Cart to Cart and race go-karts around. And, uh, and that... And that would be that would be a great starter for you. So next year, I'm going to get you into go kart. All right. Well, I'm going to hold you to that, uh, <laughs> Henry. So when I was done, I I had to hurry up and get out. I had a live shot um, in like like probably like five minutes after, so I had to like go prep for that. But I couldn't right before I do a live shot. I like to you know like be cool, calm, collected, like get it together so I can have a great interview, right? Well, I couldn't do that because my heart was, like, <laughs> racing. And I was, like, trying to, like, Kim, just calm down, calm down. But, like, it would not stop. Does that happen for you still? No, I, uh, yeah, I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. But I can imagine. I mean, it's, it, it's such a different experience. Uh, it, it's really exciting uh, that IndyCar Experience puts this on. Uh, and they put they put you in a car uh, with a pro driver. You were driving around with Davey Hamilton, uh, as I was, who's a former IndyCar racer. So you're in very good hands. I, I hope there's some way they can expand it beyond media and sponsors and get uh, you know get regular fans in there because it really does give you a whole different perspective on that race. Yeah, I agree because I had so many friends who watched me do that, and they're like, "Wait, how do I do that?" And I'm like, "Unfortunately, it is just for like media and sponsors, but that would be so awesome if other people got the opportunity um, because it's so much fun." Yeah, they got a bunch of cars. They have five cars out there. I mean, it was uh, uh, five cars. They had uh, um, Spencer Piggott, who's a current IndyCar driver. Uh, was out there. Davey Hamilton, as we mentioned, uh, Gabby Chavez, who was an IndyCar racer just two years ago. So very capable drivers. They know what they're doing. And they, they, uh, they were going, they were taking us around there at about three quarters speed. So they, you know, they weren't uh, trying to scare you, but did you think three quarters speed was enough? I mean, the fact that they can even go faster is crazy. Cause I, I was like, Going so fast, I think um, at one point I was probably at like 150 miles per hour, you were telling me. Yeah. And, um, but I also, like, what I thought was so cool about it and what, you, what is just so cool about the track there on Belle Isle is that, you know, these are the streets, the roads that, like, I drive on on a regular basis. I go to Belle Isle all the time. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, we're passing by this statue. Like, I got to take a look. And then you can see, like, the beautiful views of our downtown skyline. So I'm, like, screaming, going so fast, but also taking in all the beauty at the same time. 
Yeah, and, and, and it's really a trial by fire there, actually. I mean, uh, the, that, that is one of the roughest tracks because it is a public road uh, mm-hmm. on the on the circuit. They're they're up at Road America up in Wisconsin uh, this weekend, which is a isolated, bespoke uh, road course, uh, billiard smooth. So it's uh, the, on on these street courses. It's it's very it's much more unpredictable. The surface. Uh, is ever changing, and then you're surrounded by concrete walls. So you can imagine uh, what a challenge the drivers find this track to be. Right, right. So, and then another thing, because I got home and I was just talking to my husband about the experience, and and mind you, like I went around, we just went around once, but these IndyCar drivers, they're doing it seventy times. Like I can't imagine. I mean, I guess maybe you just get used to it, but. Um, he was telling me that he read that some of these drivers, like, they're, they burn so many calories when they are driving because their heart is racing. Do you know if that's true or not? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be an enormous, uh, yeah, enormous calorie burn because uh, the, the races I do are 15, 20 laps, and I'm soaked at the end of it. And these guys are pulling... Yeah, they're pulling 50% more. They're 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 pulling three Gs in the corners, which is really taxing on the body. Not to mention how rough the track is. So, yeah, no, it's it's an incredible workout, and the drivers will tell you doing back-to-back races Saturday, Sunday is one of the most demanding weekends of the year. Yeah, wow. It is. It's funny because you don't think of them like doing. It's not like a workout because they're not like running or swimming or something like that but really when your heart is racing like that your body is working yeah well and, and you're you do a lot of things over at wdiv or you're an anchor reporter or traffic reporter i think yeah. i mean it's yeah. it's also so you're also doing those 70 laps with uh in in heavy traffic i mean you're you got you got cars all around you all the time so it's uh, yeah it's an, it's a, it's an incredibly mentally demanding experience experience as well as physical wow yeah well i'm just like that's like a me doing that was a perfect example of like even if you're just afraid of something just do it because i haven't stopped talking about it all week and like i was texting my coworkers. i was like guys today was like the best day of work ever and they're like really and i was like and that means a lot coming from me because i got up on a sunday like typically on monday through friday but like you know, I had fun when I was happy that I worked on a Sunday. Also, the Grand Prix is just so much fun to cover. Yeah, yeah, it's a good day at the office. I, I, I think you're you, you're an Arizona State graduate, aren't you? Yes, that's correct. So, were you were you on the you you were you at the ASU campus in South Phoenix? Yes. Uh, so, okay. yeah, I was at. Um, the well, I lived in Tempe because that's where like the main campus is. But then the journalism school was in Phoenix, so I would kind of commute back and forth. Yeah. All right. So I got another one. Uh, another another one for you. Um, are you you are you aware of that of the uh, Bondurant experience out there at um, at Phoenix Raceway? No. <laughs> All right. So next time you go to Arizona State. Um, there is a racetrack just south of the Beltway. What's the name of the Beltway in Phoenix? Uh, Interstate. Uh, the 101, I think. Yeah, the 101. 
So yeah, yeah, just south of the yeah, just uh, just south of the 101 towards Tempe, uh, there's a racetrack there. I think it's uh, it's Bondurant Raceway or Phoenix Raceway. It's a it's a road course, and uh, and they have. Um, and, and they also they also have uh, driver programs there, test programs where you can go on, uh, go around the course. Uh, I believe they have Dodge Vipers, Dodge Chargers. You would love that. Wow! All right, I got to do it. I haven't been back there in way too long, so maybe I'll I have to I have to get your connections. I'm sure you've got all the connections out there too. <laughs> yeah, they'd love they'd love you out there. I mean, you're you know you're a local. Uh, uh, Detroit as well as uh, Arizona State. So, yeah, they'd love to have you out there. Um, they're always always looking for good media publicity. And, and now that you've had a taste, you know, it's uh, it's it's an addiction that 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 you'll have to keep feeding. <laughs> yeah, definitely an addiction. And I think if this is a in a health, is it a, okay? We can call it a healthy addiction, right? Oh, very healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, adrenaline's a good thing. Plus, uh, you know, keep keep it keeps you fit. Exactly, exactly. So, um, just to clarify, because um, am I saying Grand Prix wrong? Because you said Grand Prix, but how am I supposed to say it? Oh, I, I think that's just my southern accent. So, yeah, Grand Grand Prix, Grand Prix. Yeah, it, it all works. Is that is that the first time? Is that the first time? Is that the first time you've been out to the Detroit Grand Prix? Uh, no, I have actually. I go out like every year, whether it be for reporting. I mean, before I was a reporter, I was like a a host for uh, Radio Disney, and the Meyer Tent used to have like this Disney kids thing, and I was like there. So I feel like no matter what my job is, I end up at the Grand Prix, just like in some capacity. I've never gone to fully enjoy it though i i want to like go as just like a fan a spectator but that's never been an opportunity for me yeah it's always a uh, busy media uh a weekend but yeah it's 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 such a uh, it's such a neat thing to have a race like that right within the city there's a few other cities that have that um Advantage uh, Monte Carlo, obviously in Europe, uh, Long Beach in this country, St. Petersburg in this country. But I think uh, Belle Isle, as a racing venue, is really spectacular because you're out in a park. Exactly. I I got to talk to a couple of the racers um, throughout the whole weekend, just through interviews and whatnot, and I would ask them, you know, like, what do you think about you know coming here in Detroit? Especially because they they go to some really cool places. Um, but they love Detroit, obviously, for the fact that, um, you know, half the engines are uh, GM motors. So they're like, this is kind of like our home track. Uh, but other than that, like, they just, like, love the park. They love the street racing. That's kind of the vibe that I got from them. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, they they, uh, they find this place very challenging. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little surprised how much they look forward to it because it is – it is uh, so rough and uh, so dangerous being around concrete walls all the time. But, you know, I, I, I think it's so different uh, from anything else they do uh, that they really look forward to the weekend. Well, Kim, I, I really appreciate uh, your, your coming on. It was, it was great to see you out there at uh, Belle Isle last weekend. And, and next year, I mean, I'm get you, getting you into the go-karts. We're going to cart-to-cart. -to -cart. Well, you've got my number now, so... 
there's no getting away from you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Awesome. Thanks, Henry. You too. All right. That was Ken DiGiulio, um, and you can see her video of her IndyCar in, uh, IndyCar experience out there at Bell Isle last weekend. It's on the web. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a great it's a great uh, uh, video. Uh, has some good footage of her going around the track and uh, a tremendous experience. As is that entire Detroit Grand Prix weekend. Uh, speaking of IndyCar, we have on the line with us uh, Stephen Cole Smith, who is the um, premier racing writer in the country. Works for Auto Week for Grassroots Motorsports. Uh, who else, Steve? Who am I missing? Oh, car and driver and uh, um, Haggerty.com, a uh, little bit of everybody. Anybody that will pay me, I'm kind of a prostitute when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's good good to have you out there in a lot of uh, different places. We we uh, we missed you uh, up here at at uh, IndyCar uh, this year. It was it was a tremendous event. Man, I would love to have been there and having been up there with you for the Jeep. Uh, program and come that close to being able to, to stick around for the uh, IndyCar program. I had to come back here and do the uh, the biggest truck event in the country, which uh, 8,000 pickup trucks. So I was down there in Truck World over at Daytona when uh, you guys were up there, uh, you know, s s sipping wine and, and sampling hors d'oeuvres at uh, Roger Penske's personal penthouse there. But you're at a racetrack. That's the uh, best place to be, whether it's Indy cars or trucks. What, what is that like? What's the truck experience like at Daytona? Oh, I'll give you an example, Henry. This story is going to run in Car and Driver, but they had uh, they had contests, and the winner was a brand new jet black Ford with an orange uh, undercarriage monster truck that had rear steer, and people were seeking shelter under it from the sun. That's how big this thing was. And they get the kid who owns it up on stage, and the MC says, you look kind of young. This is uh, probably your first truck. And he said, yeah, I'm 15. I just got my learner's permit. <laughs> so that's right. stay out of the way if you see a big black truck with an orange undercarriage coming at you. That's it, it's the kid's first first vehicle ever. <laughs> where is it mostly static displays, or do they um, they have courses set up where these these trucks uh, show off their talents? Yeah, they did. They had uh, basically it was a burnout competition, and uh, just as I was leaving, a woman came up, and you, you know the way around the inside of Daytona to the big tunnel, and she yeah. said, uh, "You got to go out, go to the building, and turn right because we had the uh, burnout competition, and the the road kind of got." Then she paused and said, "Messed up a little bit." So uh, they laid down enough rubber to where uh, you could have probably could have made enough tires for the entire field of the Daytona 500. <laughs> that sounds pretty wild. Uh, we're going to get an update from uh, the U.S. Open here in a minute, the uh, U.S. Open Golf Tournament at 1246. But uh, before we break away for that, um, Steve, uh, uh, lay the uh, – Lay the groundwork for IndyCar this weekend. They're at Road America. They've come off two brilliant weekends at um, at uh, Indianapolis and Detroit. 
uh, now they they really go into it with with the uh, the second half of the year. Yeah, I think uh, Joseph Newgarden is the fastest in the second practice at uh, Road America. That's also one of my favorite tracks. It's, it's just the polar opposite of Detroit, big and spread out, four miles long. Uh, you know, it's just it's got a, a huge amount of atmosphere. That's exactly the opposite of, of the atmosphere that Detroit has, which, you know, it's it's small and tight and, and uh, easy to get around, but you better need a, uh, a golf cart if you're going to get around Road America. Um, what's interesting, though, to me is the, the points we have right now. Pato Award first, Alex Palouse second, and then Dixon and Newgarden, and then Rhinus VK. I mean, those are – three of the five names that you would not expect to be at the top of the points uh, this time of the season. Yeah, young guys uh, really speaks to this young generation uh, coming through. There's so much that's fascinating about IndyCar these days. Uh, that is one of the real fascinating dynamics is, is that you have these young kids uh, coming into the sport uh, with with a lot of talent, but the old guys are still hanging on. I mean, you got 40-year-olds like Power and Dixon. Uh, Castor Nevis, for goodness sake, won the Indy 500 at 46. Right, and Power came close to winning the, uh, the Detroit Grand Prix second race, uh, except for uh, getting overheated with his, uh, his uh, brain box inside the car. Yes, yeah, yeah, he, he, he was really robbed in that race, uh, by that second red flag, but uh, tough, tough weekend for Penske, uh, being that close to the top. But uh, pretty impressive stuff by Pato Award to come through in the last five laps and win that second race. Yeah, I tell you, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you on one thing. You told Kim, uh, it is not a healthy addiction racing for your checkbook if you get involved <laughs> in it like you and I are. <laughs> so, uh, it's a, you can you can go through a lot of money very quickly, and I mean. Sports presents this special report on the 121st U.S. Open Golf Championship, sponsored by Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Phil Mickelson probably won't follow his epic PGA Championship victory with one at Torrey Pines that would wrap up the career Grand Slam, but he made the cut, and the six-time major champion is ready for what awaits. I know the course is going to get harder. I thought it was set up beautifully, and uh, I know it's going to get a little tougher and tougher pins, and I'll have to be a little more patient and kind of pick my spots. But I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I, I feel like I'm playing well enough to, to make a, a bit of a, a run at it, and hopefully I'll put it together and do that. Phil tees off in about 20 minutes. He's two over par. Russell Henley and Richard Bland on top at five under. They tee off in about four hours. Paul Casey has a little something going this morning. A long birdie at eight moments ago. He's three under today, plus one overall. Jordan Spieth is two over. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports. All right, back on car radio here. Give us a call uh, if, you, if you want to join the conversation at 313-778-7600. We're talking to Stephen Cole Smith, auto writer uh, and race writer extraordinaire with uh, Car and Driver, Auto Week, other publications. Uh, and uh, Steve, as the, uh, as the U.S. Open break came in there, you're saying uh, that the racing addiction is expensive, which it is. I, I, would, I would put it somewhere between golf and polo. What do you think? <laughs> I think so. You don't have to feed horses, but you've got to feed uh, you got to feed your your race car. So that's for sure. <laughs> so um, uh, the 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 race here, uh, the both races were were really exciting. Um, 
showing off the talents of IndyCar, which I think is the best open wheel racing in the world right now. And uh, you, you not only have Pato Award showing his talents uh, alongside guys like uh, Scott Dixon, uh, five-time champion, I believe, but you also got some F1 guys have come in this year. You got Roman Grosjean uh, coming in, has made an impression very quickly. And then this weekend up in uh, Road America, you have uh, Kevin Magnuson is going to be Pato Award's teammate on the McLaren team. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, Kevin, of course, is the son of Jan Magnussen, who has raced with the Corvette teams for so many years and had his own stand in Formula One back in the day. Um, it's, it should be a really interesting race, I think. Uh, it's uh, uh, there, There's no way I'm going to be able to pick a winner, I can tell you that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a big course. Uh, very challenging course, much higher speed course than uh, the Detroit uh, Grand Prix is. Uh, and uh, Kevin Magnuson uh, should fit in pretty quick. I mean, it's it's a uh, he, he was racing F1 Haas, I think, up until just last year. So it'll be really interesting to see how he does alongside Award. I, I was I was impressed, Steve, talking to drivers up here uh, at this race. Uh, how few of them found benefit from uh, the simulator going into the really? Grand Prix. Yeah, these guys spend a lot of time on simulators ahead of races. I'm sure, sure they've done a lot of simulator work for Road America, but almost to a man, they said, you know, the simulator just doesn't do you much good because Detroit, because the Detroit uh, uh, surface is just so irregular and uh, so hard to predict. Yeah, I'm really surprised to hear that. Of course, the NASCAR guys have been uh, begging for uh, time in the uh, simulators. You know that, that you know, um, the manufacturers own the big simulators that you know have movement and everything else. But I'm surprised to hear that it doesn't translate to IndyCar. That's even more impressive that they can get out there and run as fast as they do. Then, yeah, these guys are talented folks. So uh, you were in town uh, last week ahead of the Grand Prix testing the new Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, L. Uh, you and I were both out in that vehicle. Um, I, I was really impressed. But why, why did it take uh, Jeep so long to make a three-row Grand Cherokee? Uh, even a, a two-door. I mean, they, the the uh, Jeep, the old uh, Ram Chargers, where they would never put even the rear doors on those and give them a vehicle that would be uh, similar to that. I don't know what's taking so long, but uh, you know, all of a sudden Jeep has a vehicle that's right there with. Well, they they told us that the competition for the L is the Ford Explorer, the uh, Honda Pilot, and the the Toyota Highlander. So that leaves some room for the uh, uh, for the Grand Wagoneer, which is coming out here before too long. But uh, I, I think this next week, if not this week already, you'll be able to find the Jeep Grand Cherokee L in the showrooms. And if you're looking for a vehicle like that, they can tow a lot. And I I towed that boat, and uh, it was about 8,000 pounds, and was very impressed that they had for us out there, uh, including the slalom. Um, it's a, it's a heck of a vehicle. They've done a nice job. It looks great. And what was fun was driving it around Detroit 
And at first glance, it just looks like a Grand Cherokee, and then you look again, and there's something clearly different about it. And so many Grand Cherokee drivers pulled up next to me and just kind of tried to figure out what in the world they were looking at. <laughs> yeah, folks know there are Grand Cherokees around here. It, it is really nice. I, I'm I'm always impressed uh, about how how many of my friends cross shop Jeeps, not just with Ford Explorers and Honda Pilots, but with BMWs and Mercedes. I mean, this is one of those rare brands that uh, people uh, uh, shop both in mainstream and luxury segments. Well, I love the uh, the price uh, point, too. Uh, you can get a four-wheel drive for just over $40,000, or you can go up to about $65,000 for the uh, one that, I'll tell you, uh, from the inside, if you close your eyes and open them, you think you're inside a a uh, Land Rover or uh, something, you know, a Lexus. Uh, it was just gorgeous on the inside. That's the nicest interior any Jeep has ever had in in, in my experience. Yeah, it's really fancy. The uh, uh, that that, uh, that that beautiful uh, tablet that they have running uh, up the middle of the console, and even the detail work on the rotary shifter, I thought was was exquisite. I'll tell you the the thing I like best. Uh, Steve was that I could actually sit in the third row. I'm six foot five inches tall, and they made that third row for me. I was really impressed. Well, they made it for you because you're six five and tall, but I'm six feet and fat, and I wasn't quite as comfortable uh, as you were back there. Uh, if you're you're a fat guy, you're going to want to sit up front. But you're right; it was uh, it's a natural, usable uh, third row. And I'll tell you, the other thing that impressed me a lot was. The V6, uh, with that eight-speed transmission, that thing got up and went. And unless you are towing, that V6 is plenty. You don't have to have the 5.7, which, of course, we know is a Hemi. They just can't call it a Hemi because that's Ram's thing. But it's uh, it's an impressive V8 in itself. Yeah, they're, they're both really good engines. Have instant torque, uh, being naturally aspirated engines, which I like. I mean, you're so it's a big vehicle. And uh, it merges with authority when you put the uh, uh, pedal to the metal. I, I spent my day in Detroit. Figured, you know, Detroit roads are probably uh, uh, probably pretty good off-roading in themselves. Uh, but you, you took it out in true Jeep style to Jeep's proving grounds. How did it do off-road? It was incredible, Henry. It was just amazing watching the articulation. Uh, they had a, a, a out of Chelsea proving grounds. They had a. a rock field set up that was very much like uh the the rocks uh in the, the mountains out in the woods and uh i'm sorry in uh in, out in california uh, what's the trail that the, the rubicon trail it felt just like the rubicon trail i'll tell you uh with spotters and everything and and uh very it, uh, the ground clearance when you've got the air suspension at a for an off-road vehicle of any kind, and, uh, very impressive. There was just there's just nothing not to like about it. It was just uh, basically a flawless vehicle, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, no, they did a nice job, and of course, uh, we'll be getting the uh, similar features in the regular two-row Grand Cherokee uh, later this year. So lots more to come. Steve, uh, thanks for joining us. As always, uh, you'll be. Oh. Are you are you in Wisconsin or are you you're going to be watching the IndyCar race at home this weekend? 
No, I'm taking the weekend off. Uh, I'm heading out to drive the Bronco tomorrow on Sunday down to Austin, so I couldn't uh, get back in time. So I'm looking forward to driving that. That's another vehicle that I can't wait to get behind the wheel of. Yeah, I'll, I'll be down there with you in Austin. So we'll uh, we'll talk again soon on that. Have a great weekend. You too, my friend. Always enjoy it. All right, that's Stephen Cole Smith. Uh, you can find his riding everywhere, Auto Week, Car and Driver, Grassroots Motorsports. We're going to take a break here at the top of the hour, hear from our sponsors. And on the other side of the hour, we'll be talking Motor Muster down at Greenfield Village this weekend. You're on Car Radio, 9, 10 a.m. The Detroit Affordable Housing Task Force is a monitor and advocate of affordable housing in the city. The task force makes policy recommendations through our city council host office president pro tempore, Mary Sheffield. The task force is a narrative tool for low-income residents to make their voices heard and to hold our elected officials accountable for the solutions to Detroit's affordable housing crisis. We are inviting you to the Solutions to the City of Detroit Housing Crisis Part 2 on Saturday, June 26, 2021 from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. The special guest speaker, Brandon Snyder. Executive Director of Detroit Action. Zoom information. Meeting ID 834-620-54701. Passcode 182465. Phone 1-646-558-8656 or 834-620-54701. We all know Detroit families deserve a place called home that they can afford. You can contact us. Email Detroit Affordable Housing TF at gmail.com. 313-969-9115. We thank you and we will see you on Saturday, June 26th at 1 p.m. We've got the perfect cure for your COVID blues, a new live and free three-week concert series, Novi Nights Live at the Adele Center. Three Fridays in July, the 9th, 16th, and 23rd. Join me, Alexander Zonjic, and friends, featuring smooth trumpeter Lynn Roundtree, virtuoso violinist Evan Garr, and from Ohio, the Urban Jazz Coalition. Bring your lawn chairs, outdoors, rain or shine, Novi Nights Live. Call Phillips, 419-280-1073, 280-1073 for all the details. Come on out and party. Hello, I'm Pastor Robert Tilton. Detroit Southfield, I'm coming to see you. If you're bound by drugs, alcohol, sick, afflicted, troubled, maybe you need a financial breakthrough. I want to pray for you in the power of Jesus' name. I will be at the Southfield Western Hotel, June the 24th, 7.30 p.m., Thursday night. That's the Southfield Western Hotel, June the 24th, 7.30 p.m., Thursday night. Turn your faith into action and expect a miracle and be there. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Since 2014, Addiction Hope and Helpline has answered calls for recovery and treatment 24-7, 365 days a year. If you're depressed, drinking, using drugs, or taking pills, call now and talk to someone who cares. I had problems just getting to sleep, drinking, and using pills every night. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Most insurance covers substance abuse. You can get back on track. Call now for hope and help with proven general recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I have something to hold on to for strength. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. 
Call 800-379-4799. 800-379-4799. 